I have an eight-year-old boy, and he is both the love of my life and my greatest <laughs> struggle. Any mom can tell you, like, parenting is such a rewarding experience, um, but I don't think that we talk enough about the sh- challenges that we go through day to day. Hi, I'm Bridget Garsh co-founder of Neighbor Schools and your host for Work Like a Mother, a podcast dedicated to real conversations with incredible women juggling work, life, and motherhood. Today, I'm so excited to chat with our guest, Danielle Johnson. People often ask me what it's like to start a company and have two tiny humans under the age of three. The simple answer, it's a complete roller coaster. Some days I feel like a superhero and other days I think to myself, what the hell was I thinking? The reality is it's crazy hard. I say that not for pity or because I'm a martyr, but because being a working mom is really hard and hard is worth talking about. As a mom, an entrepreneur, an advocate, and a trailblazer, Danielle totally gets just how hard the juggle really is. And our chat reminded me how we're all just putting one foot in front of the other, trying to make it through. Or as she shared, we just keep swimming like Dory. She's got a ton on her plate right now, but her humor and positive attitude got me fired up and ready for another day. Want to know the hardest way to host a radio show? Launch a new station from scratch. Sound crazy? No. What's really crazy is that in 2019, there wasn't a single female Black-owned radio station in greater Boston. Ownership matters. Airtime matters. And it matters to Danielle Johnson. So two years ago, this single mom hatched her first foray into entrepreneurship with Spark FM, a digital radio station bringing urban and Caribbean music to residents of New England. At home, she's mom to an eight-year-old with ADHD navigating remote learning, and somehow she still manages to carve out time for Girls Radio, a nonprofit dedicated to mentoring and empowering young women in Dorchester through radio and other media. Welcome, Danielle. So excited to have you on Work Like a Mother. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I would love to hear about Spark FM. I read a little bit about it and I know it just launched, but I want to hear from you. What inspired you to start it? Um, Spark FM is my, my, my love project. Um, I've been working in the media broadcasting area for the last decade. So the last 10 years I've been doing radio Um, broadcasting, podcasting. Um, And after my last stint on radio, it ended pretty badly. And I had the idea, what would happen if I started my own radio station? Um, We see that there's very, very few women in ownership. There's very few minorities in in ownership. And I wanted to kind of fix that, especially in Boston, where we have we have heard time and time again about Boston being probably one of the most racist cities in the, in the, in this, in the country. So, you know, having black owned media, having something that was directly 
um, targeted and marketed to serve the underserved was a goal of mine. And so far, um, it's been a very slow and gruesome journey, but we are getting there. We're making some really great headway where it's a station, an independently owned radio station that serves the urban and Caribbean communities in the New England area. And you have a long history of being on the Boston radio scene. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. I started out in 2009, um, and it was on a small local radio station, which was formerly called Hot 97 Boston and changed to 87.7. I was there for about seven years and then I was at, then I switched because I got a chance to be on a morning show on another station, um, Big City 101.3. And both of those stations are still going right now, not at the capacity in which they were before, but they're still there. And um, what I saw was that there was an open market for something a little bit bigger than both of them, but still very much to scale on one of the bigger stations. So just kind of navigating my way as a intern to a personality to uh, producing and then now to ownership. So it's been kind of just, you know, going up the the ladder. Yeah. What an amazing journey. Did you always know that you wanted to be in radio? Absolutely not. When my whole life up until college, um, I went to school to be a nurse. I always knew that I wanted to be a nurse and that I was going to be a nurse and nobody can tell me anything different. I wanted to work with babies and I wanted to fix them and give them back to their parents. And when I was in college going through my bachelor's, um, my first two years, my first year and a half of college was focused mostly on, you know, gen ed and getting my prerequisites for the actual nursing program. I got accepted into the nursing program and started failing miserably all of the science classes. I spoke to my advisor and I went into communications. I switched my manager to communications. And from there, my grades started to soar. And um, I just found that the courses that I were taking, everything that I was doing, kind of just aligned with my personality and who I was, um, events, um, speaking to people, interviewing them, all kinds of stuff, which led me right into the career that I ended up choosing for myself now. Um, it's just always been really good fit for me to just be in front of people talking and communicating. And you really focused too on paying that forward and you worked, are you still working at Girls Radio? I am the program manager for a program called Girls Radio. And Girls Radio is a program that is designed to teach and mentor girls that are interested in broadcast media in the forms of having an actual community online radio station there and blogging and YouTubing. So it's like a little creative, a creative program for inner city girls ages 14 to about 18 and sometimes we go to 19 that just teaches that we, they get a stipend, they come in, they learn job skills, they learn life skills, mentorship, team building, alongside with learning these alternative programs. So Girls Radio is a program that literally gives voice to young girls where they are heard and they are respected and they understand that what they have to say 
is 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 okay regardless of how passionate or how um, different their opinion might be. We encourage the girls to really have a voice and to stand on that and to understand that there's a program and that there are mentors and that there are people out there that are, that are here for them and that will see them through whatever process and or struggles or difficulty, difficulties that they're going through. So we've now covered, you're wearing two hats. Yeah. You're founder of Spark FM. Mm-hmm. You're inspiring uh, young manager. girls yeah. through your work as a program manager at mm-hmm. Girls Radio. You're also a mom. How old is your son? I am a mom. I have an eight-year-old boy. Um, his name is Cornell, and he is both the love of my life and my greatest like <laughs> struggle. Um, any mom can tell you like m- parenting is such a rewarding experience. Um, but I don't think that we talk enough about the sh- challenges that we go through day to day from scheduling to working to entrepreneurship and all the while knowing that you have a child that you are responsible for nurturing, um, training, growing, and just making sure that they, their overall health and safety is is the is a priority so yep i have an eight-year-old child who also is uh who has adhd so he is on that scale of super hyper super energetic so it takes a lot to even just you know go through day to day Mm -hmm. at the same time making sure that you are still carrying out your life goals and meeting whatever you set out for yourself to do at the same time so yeah that's that's my baby (laughs) <laughs> I, I appreciate your honesty, and that really is one of the reasons uh, that we have this podcast is to yeah. share those stories and bring them to light because there are a lot of beautiful moments of parenthood as you mm-hmm. described, but there are also a lot of challenges, challenges. In, yeah. in the day to day. When you think of the challenges of raising your son, especially um, because he has ADHD, what is most challenging for you? So, I mean, if we want to put it into the times of now, um, we are going through the process of figuring out what to do with these babies come September for school. Mm -hmm. And if you have a school-aged child, it's kind of like, okay, my decision is either health and safety or education, health and safety. There's so many different layers to what we're going through. And that just seems to kind of propel it. Um, So I'll just use that example. There's a lot of parents screaming, I'm not sending my child back to school. It's unsafe. While we have some parents that are dealing with kids with IEPs and special education programming, and they're not doing well remotely. (laughs) They are not they are not doing well at all remotely. Um, my son in particular, he checks out. He usually be, he starts at nine. By about 9.45, he has literally checked out. And if I turn my head, he is somewhere else in the house. I'm like, where did you go? Go back to school. And so those are one of the challenges um, with just being an entrepreneur and also still having a full-time job. It's like making sure that the guilt of not always being able to balance necessary motherhood and your career is people think that there is a balance. That's one of the biggest questions. How do you balance motherhood and this? There is no balance. Some days, (laughs) some days your business um, falls by the wayside and other days you're like, damn it. I didn't feed the child yet. 
uh, the things are in the toaster oven and he still hasn't got it because he's up to about three hours of TV at this point. So, you know, like it's one of those challenges where you're kind of always picking and choosing what is the absolute priority right then and there. So it's, it's, it's a very challenging, um, a very challenging, (laughs) uh, line between, you know, a good parent, a good entrepreneur, a good everything. So it, it is just, it is just finding what works. Pretty well, much. and, and like you're describing COVID has just made that even harder. Yeah. They just birth. threw a wedge right into everything that's already happening. It's like, Oh my goodness, this do huh? that's awesome. Right. As if it weren't hard enough to yeah. be juggling all of those pieces, yeah. Yeah. then having the added responsibility of now you're wearing the hat of teacher yeah. in addition to entrepreneur. And, and I didn't sign up to be a homeschool teacher. That was not a part of the bargain. Um, but you know, like it, that's just showing how we as parents often have to adjust to everything. And it's not like you can just be like, Oh, well I quit. You can right. quit your job and try to figure out how to, survive off of that, but you can't really necessarily quit your kids, even though I try to often like, you know what? I quit. I'm not your mom anymore. It's over. And he's comes right back and lays his head on your lap. And you're like, Oh, he's so awesome. (laughs) It's true. You can very easily flip from that. Yeah. um, You're driving me crazy to you are the sweetest, most wonderful (laughs) child on the planet uh, in the matter of an instant. My son this morning, I don't know what this says about me, but my son this morning, you can see my my shirt here. It's a perfectly fine shirt. I walked upstairs and he said, mama, that's a beautiful dress. And I thought, that's so sweet, but also, what do I look like on a day <laughs> that I basically put on a clean shirt? And he he was very impressed yeah. by, by my appearance. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and they make you feel good, but then they also make you they do make you wonder, like, oh, I probably should do this more often, right? Right. You know? exactly. <laughs> that kind of response. Thank you, little buddy. Right. <laughs> Fast forward to right before us hopping on the on the phone, he was having a colossal meltdown about nap time, and he did not want to to take a rest. Yeah. Uh, and so that was that that push and pull of love and frustration. Yeah, because they also don't understand how important naps are. Like as an adult, I'm like, I wish somebody demanded <laughs> right. that I go take a nap <laughs> before he reached school age. Mm-hmm. How did you make the juggle work then when he was younger? So, um, so I, I've actually been kind of um, lucky or blessed, however you want to put it, that I've always ended up. So my first nine months of his being alive, I was actually out of work. So my first nine months, I actually got to spend a lot of time with him. And so after that, I ended up working in the car industry where my schedule was a little bit flexible. Mm-hmm. So I never really had to deal with the net, with the, with the very nine to five where I had to drop him to school. Usually my schedule was around 12 to eight. And that's how it is now too. So I get to spend the morning with him where I'm not rushing and struggling. I get to make sure that he is clean fed and um, 
spend a little bit of time with him in the morning. He gets to wake up really whenever he wants to. And then from there, we went to daycare. Um, and then after that, when I got a job, he was still in daycare up until when he hit elementary school, mm-hmm. where I was still doing the same thing. I was able to get up, get him dressed, um, send him off to school on the school bus, and still had most of the morning to get a lot of work done before I had to go to work. So it's always been really kind of easy for me, and I've kind of gravitated towards jobs which give me the privilege to do things like that. Um, so I didn't really actually go through a lot of the woes that a lot of working moms do where they have to drop their kid to school at the same time that they have to be to work. Um, and then I also had a lot of help where I got and I got a chance to do that. But even in the beginning with that, you know, it's always a struggle because if the child is sick, I'm the one who stays home. Mm -hmm. If they have to, if I get a call from school, I'm the one who usually has to go pick him up. And as a single mom, I see that often, like, you know, the bulk of responsibility is really always put on me. Mm-hmm. And um, I happen to also be one of those people that find so many things to do with my life all the time. So it was always just a push and pull of, okay, I can make it. I got to pick him up, drop him off. And I still got to make this meeting right after or Cancel this meeting because now he has, you know, hand, foot, and mouth disease. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and you just said that, and it <laughs> reminded me of when Hudson, my older um, son, had hand, foot, and mouth. Oh, ooh. yeah, it's so me. terrible. Uh, so you you just said and described yourself as somebody who likes to do a lot of different things with with her time. So, and we've covered just a few of them. Mm-hmm. What do you do for yourself? What do you do for to relax? Um, I usually do what we were just talking about, take lots of naps. And I'm a binge watcher. I'm a TV binge watcher. So I allocate Saturdays to self-care Saturdays. And that's I usually, love that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, and it's usually when um, CK's dad, I call him, CK, even though his name is now, CK's dad usually takes him for the weekend on Saturdays and brings him back sometime on Sunday, which is great. So for that time, I usually, to be honest with you, I sit on the couch, I put on Netflix, find something to eat, and I don't move for very many hours. Like I just stop doing anything. I don't really schedule anything for those days. If I do, it's usually like in the morning. Um, so by the time he leaves, it's like, I have absolutely nothing to do unless there's something pressing. When I do have free time, I literally take it as free time and I be as free as possible. Yeah. What? (laughs) I love it. I love self-care Saturday. I love silent company. You're introducing me to these new terms. (laughs) They're great. What are you binge watching right now? What do you have in store? What's a really great show to watch, though, for anybody, all the working moms, is actually Working Moms. Are you familiar yes. with that? Yes. I love that show. <laughs> it is absolute. From the time I turned it on, I was like, how relatable is this? Yes. Everything about it was relatable. The, um, the first episode of that show, I, maybe, it's, maybe it's not the exact first episode, but there's an episode where Kate is yeah. rushing uh, to a meeting and she joins the meeting and she is leaking. Yep. And somebody in the meeting is, says, you know, is that breast milk? And she just looks very candidly at them and says, yes, yes, yes it is. 
And I thought, <laughs> I love it. And the other day I was on a Zoom call and I stood up and I looked down and I was like, oh, is that breast milk? Yes, yes. That is. yes it is. And luckily Zoom helps and makes that a little easier because yep. it's usually from the neck up. Absolutely. It reminded me of that show and that moment. And there are so many moments like that. It's a a great show. It is. So how did you learn all the ins and outs on the business side of running a radio station? I got into it thinking like, oh, I start a radio station. So fun. So good. But there's a whole other business side to Mm. just running a business in general that I had no idea about. So I'm in a program called E for All, the Roxbury location, and they are absolutely amazing in really kind of getting us ready for the long haul of a business. Oh, well, I'm not familiar with them. What do they do? E for All is called Entrepreneurship for All, and there's different cohorts in different cities. I know there's one in Lynn. There's one in um. Lynn and Lowell, there's one, I'm not sure where they all are, but there is one in Roxbury. And in our class, there's about 15 um, CEOs. And um, in our classes, which is really great because there's 12 of them that are females. So that's kind of the first time that that's happened. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's, it's really kind of cool to be in it and they teach their teach. It's like, it's an accelerator. So we're learning the A to Zs of being in a business in nine months. Yeah, nine months. Yeah. So it's really a a crash course, um, a huge accelerator to teach you all the different areas. Well, you make it seem very easy. Like you're just some sort of magician or juggling all of these different things. What helps you get through the challenges that you face as well? So what I did actually is when I started to promote Spark is I actually started like a little series of venting for entrepreneurs Mm. um, where um, when I was having like times where I was just like, I wish people knew the type of stuff that goes on on a day to day when you are a mom, an entrepreneur, or when you're just building something in general. So I would just hit record and I would just talk to whoever the audience was about, you know, certain things. And I got a lot of feedback from it. I love this idea that you had. (laughs) What have you learned through entrepreneurship? Everybody thinks that you have to go into it knowing exactly how everything works, not knowing that usually your biggest lessons are going to be while you are actually doing the task. And what a wonderful way to frame it too, because it is a learning experience. And as I think about motherhood as well, it's so important to model that for our children, that everything is certainly not going to go to plan and your life is not going to be easy and you're going to face challenges, but those challenges are a way for you to learn. Every time you fail, you're going to learn something and pick yourself up and keep moving forward. Yeah. Motherhood has literally taught me that too. Like when you are struggling to make it to the sprinklers before seven o'clock and you forgot your bathing suit. So now you have to run around in your underwear and just use your towel as a new pair of pants. So, you know, like (laughs) learning as you go along (laughs) to make it on time before the sprinklers close, that's always a good thing (laughs) and bring extra pants. (laughs) Yes. I took my son um, to the beach the other day and I 
forgot like a bag. We yeah. I had a towel and I had nothing else. And of course he decided to poop on the beach because he's doing potty Absolutely. training. Yeah. And I thought, what the heck am I going yeah. to do? And I had to, I found a pile of seaweed and <laughs> made it work somehow. And yeah. we all survived. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> but I will not forget that bag again. I can tell exactly. you. Exactly. And that's when you learn to like a little Ziploc of wipes, you know, (laughs) that you keep in your purse and an extra little container of snacks. It's always like if you look through a mom's purse, you're like, why do you have a fruit cup in there? Because I have a son and he's hungry all the time. All the time. Yep. (laughs) Um, Well, Danielle, I could sit and talk to you for hours. Absolutely. Um, But I want to be mindful of your time. And it's just been a joy chatting with you. Thank you. At the end of every episode, I ask the same question. Mm -hmm. And that question is, what advice would you give to your pre-mom self? To my pre-mom? Oh, my. (laughs) So many things. That your your kids are literally going to be your greatest learning experience. Literally, uh, there is one thing that somebody told me at a at my baby shower mm. was um, God writes your baby's handbook in your heart. It's literally that like you always are going to learn from your child a lot of experiences that are going to take you just through life mm. in general. Um, and we were talking about a few of just having extras, making sure you're giving yourself enough time for, you know, poopy situations <laughs> and um, just so many things that I've learned from being a mom that has helped me in my entrepreneurship journey um, because it's the same thing. It's really about, you know, growing a little a little fetus and that could be a business, that could be a child and just really rolling with the punches. What's my favorite phrase from one of my favorite cartoons is, um, uh, what is it? Uh, finding Nemo or finding mm. Dory, just keep swimming, really just keep swimming through being, through being a mom, um, you know, figuring it out, being very innovative and creative with how you fix things. And that's the same way in entrepreneurship. It's like being a survivor, you know, like, What can I do to fix this right now with what I have? I have a string, a sock, and a hoodie. How do I make an outfit out of this? And you can figure it out. You really can figure it out. So momhood, working moms, entrepreneurship literally goes hand in hand at all times. And um, pre-baby, you know, just keep swimming. Tell the baby that too. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Danielle. I hope you have a great afternoon. You too. Thank you so much. And enjoy nap time. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Enjoy self-care Saturday. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Bridget Garsh, and this is Work Like a Mother. I'm excited to share another amazing Working Mama story with you next week. But before I go, I have a quick favor to ask. Please help us spread the word by giving us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way for more working moms to discover our show. Thanks and have a great week.